Hey, hey, on this episode of Sam and Chance, we are going to Greensboro, Carolina to preview the AEW Revolution show, Sting's final match. So guys, strap in and enjoy the predictions. Hey, hey, everybody, Sam and Chance here. Yeah, I know it's not Tuesday. I know it's not Thursday. But guess what, Chance? We forgot to talk about AEW Revolution and take a look at that show and preview it. Um, Yeah, here we are, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Yourself? Not bad at all, brother, man. Not bad at all. Why don't we just cut right to the brass tacks and talk about this show? AEW Revolution is coming to us from the Greensboro, Carolina. Call it Greensboro, yeah. Now, if you think about it, I was thinking about this chance before we get into this a little deeper. Madison Square Garden, the Greensboro Coliseum. We 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 should take a look at some of these old venues, man. Like, I mean, the Armory in Florida, like the history. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like Maple Leaf Gardens even has a rich history of wrestling. So it's kind of uh kind of apropos that Sting is having his final match in a very WCW kind of mainstay kind of well they're adding the main yeah well and the main reason they're doing it that's where uh Flair and Sting had their iconic match too, right? So it all ties in. That's why Flair is here too in the yeah. main event. So yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of moving parts here. Lots of moving parts here, man, but it should be an interesting show. All right, let's get right into it. Let's go into the very first match here. Tornado, tornado match for the AEW Heavyweight Championship title. We are looking at, or sorry, triple threat match uh, for the AEW World Championship. We are looking at Samoa Joe versus Hangman Page versus Swerve Strickland. Um, we know that Swerve and, and, and Hangman have had a pretty good rivalry going into last year, coming into this year. Um, and Samoa Joe is kind of the guy that's kind of in there as well. How do you see this match playing out? Well, first of all, I got to give hats off to Hangman Page for that great acting job that he did on uh, on Dynamite, coming out with a crutch and really selling his injury. You don't see that much in wrestling, AEW or WWE. So he actually, he's actually standing out more than Samoa Joe and Swerve Strickland going into this match. With injury, that's going to play in, play a factor here. Um, you never know what the AEW what Tony Khan's thinking, right? But I think that um, I think Samoa Joe will retain. But um, I really like the story they're building here with Hangman Page, really, really selling that injury with the crutch. He did a good performance on Dynamite. I thought he was the best. He did a lot, a lot of vignettes on um, on a Dynamite, and only had four matches. Kind of trying to uh, pump up this show coming up on Sunday. So yeah, I have uh, Samoa Joe is going to retain, but it should be a good match. Yeah, I'm going for Strickland. Could be, yeah. Uh, the reason being is because just from the history of watching AEW that I have had, I, I know that that Hangman was world champion at one point, and it didn't translate well. You know what I mean? Like it just. But didn't... he's not a heavyweight champion. That's why. Well, well, that's the thing, right? But I just feel that I feel that with with MGF probably close to the horizon, and you know the kind of seeds that they've been planting with him and Strickland. I almost get the feeling that it's probably going to go that way because I mean the storyline with Samoa Joe and and MJF. It's pretty deep as it is already. They they've gone back and forth. Where is the new kid on the block? He's kind of hot. Everyone kind of digs on him, and he's kind of you know bringing in that demographic that they kind of like a little bit as well. Um, I'm not gonna say you're wrong. I you know it's I I don't think Hangman plays Victor in here, but I I, I feel that Swerve would win. But I wouldn't be surprised 
Well, the reason why I said it, he's, you know, he's mid forties now. He's not going to have another title run again. This is probably it for him. Um, so I think they let him have it a little bit longer. He hasn't had it for that long. Um, you could be right. Those throws up and coming. He's a popular guy, but yeah, we'll see what happens. It should be a good match. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next one. TNA championship match, Kristen Cage versus Daniel Garcia. Um, you know, Christian is playing the ultimate heel right now. Uh, you know, cheat to win everything you name it this guy is just he never seems to lose even when he loses he still walks away with the title example when when edge beat him one you know he still was able to somehow swindle it out of his hands at the end of the night and still remain champion so you know this is a tough one i i really feel that in my opinion i think danny garcia should win this one just because he's again up and coming and if aw is all about the up and coming scene and the wrestlers you know trying to promote guys I really feel that Daniel Garcia should probably win this one. That's who I'm going to go with. But that being said, the way the the way he operates, I, I can see Christian continuing on with this reign. You? I got to call a ball a ball and a strike a strike. I don't even know what the purpose of this match is. Christian is is early 50s. He's old. He's slow. I get it. He's a veteran. He's, gonna, he's a Hall of Famer. I, I'm not disparaging his career. But right now, he doesn't move that well. He just looks old and frail. To me, when I look at Daniel Garcia, he looks like somebody that should be on the independent scene. He looks indie-rific. Um, I'm not saying he doesn't have talent, but I don't understand. I get these Christian is going to bring the young guy up and teach him how to work. But to me, this match is, is shouldn't even be taking place. I mean, Christian, I think, needs to hang it up. He's just too old and slow. And Daniel Garcia, I don't even think he's worthy to be in the AEW TNT Championship match. He's just too young. He's too, in, he's too green. He's too indie-rific, as I like to say. So... But to pick a winner, yeah, you got to give it to Daniel Garcia. You got to give it to the young guy. But I'm not looking forward to this match. I think this is this is Tony Khan again taking these real indie guys out of the bingo halls and bringing them up and putting them on TV just because they're little guys and he's a little guy. And uh, this this is why people crap on AEW when they see this kind of stuff. And uh, but Garcia will win. But I'm not looking forward to this match at all. Yeah. Okay. Uh... I got to tell the truth, man. It's just, it's it's fine, bro. And that's what we do here, man. We're non biased. Mm -hmm. We tell it like it is. I mean, if it's good, it's great. If it's not, Mm -hmm. then it's not. I mean, straight up, man. Um, If we were here to make friends, then we wouldn't have any. Exactly. Right. Uh, Continental, the Continental Crown Championship match. Eddie Kingston champion versus Daniel O'Brien. If Eddie, if Daniel O'Brien wins, he has to shake Eddie Kingston's hand. So this story's been going on. Let's break almost... down what the AEW Continental Championship is. What I think is a kind of a cheesy belt. This is the ROH belt and the and, and the New Japan belts in one. Yeah. This is like boxing, WBC, WBO, the IBF. I get it. They, they, well, so what happened was here is 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 Kingston had the the New Japan belt already, mm. and then they started this tournament for this new title that they were coming out with. And in the process, somehow it all became that he'd put his title on the line too in every match, sort of a deal. No, I know why they have it. But yeah, it's, no, it's, no, it's no. Just I'm just explaining so people yeah. know what what it's all about. Jeez. But the story with Eddie Kingston and Daniel Bryan goes back five, six months here now. Like they've been going back and forth, back and forth. I don't know who's coming or going. I don't know who the heel or the faces half the time in this feud. It's really hard to tell, but. It, it's accumulated to this point. My only problem with this match, Chance, and if we go back to Dynamite and take a look at it, and I think I talked to you about this off the air a little bit as well. Daniel destroyed him. 
He made him submit. He made him tap out, which makes me wonder why this match is even happening now. Like I've already seen him, like he's tapped out. He he's pinned him. Why are you having the match this way? Why because is because this- Tony Khan? These guys are about the same size as him, and he he looks he, he people don't get that he books the size that he is, just like how Vince does. People have to understand what's happening here. Eddie Kingston's the champ. I mean, Daniel Bryan's a great worker. Eddie Kingston always gets mad that he gets a lot of online hate. People make fun of his body, make fun of how he looks. But, dude, <clears throat> these guys in the crowd drinking beer, hooting and hollering at you, are looking at you. These are construction workers. These are landscapers, whatever they do. They're in better shape than you, and they're paying to watch you. That says something about them, I guess, too. But So that's why they're dogging you. They don't, You're not taking your craft seriously when you have a body like that. And I'd never understood the hype about this guy. To me, I don't even think he should, even should be in AEW. I know that's the controversial. Hype. Because the indie fans love Eddie Kingston. Like they think he's like Hulk Hogan. The the <laughs> hype when I watch him, I just can't. I can't stand watching. Him. The the hype the hype around this Terrible. guy. The hype around this guy is this man. It's very simple. When when you look at that crew of Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, and a few of these other guys that were all indie guys before they all kind of came up. Eddie was the only one who wasn't elevated where the other guys were. And that was kind of the storyline there. Even with him and CM Punk, that was a storyline. Like, but dude, there's a reason why he wasn't, he wasn't good enough. I, I, I get it, but, but, but they made the story out of it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, right? They, they made a story out of this, which, which gave us the premise yeah, of his character. I do feel character. bad I get a lot of people really talk bad about him in the crowd and online. They always dog in the guy. And, and you kind of feel bad a little bit, but at the same time, you're not doing anything to get in shape to look at you. Look at how he dresses. Look how he acts. It's just like you look like a landscaper, dude. People aren't taking you serious besides the hardcore IWC guys. And in a long story short, um, I think Eddie Kingston retains and, and yeah. that should be a match. Well, I think so, too. Just based on what we saw in Dynamite, if, if they write it the way they're supposed to be written, um, the way AEW does write in general. I really feel that, you know, whatever happened to Eddie, yeah, he's going to retain on this and this will continue on. All right. AEW Women's World Championship match. Tony Storm champion against <coughs> Deonna Perosa. Um, You know, what? I, I think I'm going to go with uh, Deonna here. Uh, Tony's had the belt for a while. She's had it for a minute. This feud's kind of been interesting. Uh, old stable mates, they used to run together back in the WWE days in their NXT days. Um, you know, and here they are now. She came in from TNA. Um, Tony's had a great run. You know, um, I'm not sure if I'm a big fan of her over the top character. For me personally, I think it's a little too much. Um, you know, I like the black and white cuts. I like all that kind of thing. But herself, just her her expressions. I'm not a fan of Tony Storm, to be honest. This character, anyways. So I I think the fan of me is going to make my prediction. I'm going to go with Diana Perosa. You. Not really a fan of either one of these wrestlers, to be honest with you. It's just a it's a filler match. Well, it's, for the world, it's hard to say that when it's for the world championship match, but uh I'm not looking forward to this match at all. But yeah, I think they're gonna take the belt off Storm. It's time for a new champion. She's had it for a while. Uh Proza for the victory. Yeah. All right, let's move on. AEW International Championship. Man, these guys have a lot of belts in this organization. Every 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 um, beside the tag match, every every match is for the belt. Uh no, there's a couple here. There's three without uh, a I guess the same one too, yeah. No, no, um, there's only one. Orange Cassidy versus, or sorry, yeah, Orange Cassidy. Oh, there's two champion, of them. Yeah. Uh, versus Roderick Strong. Um, you know what? Cassidy just seems to keep winning and winning and finding a way to win. I think this is going to be the time where he loses, man. I think Roderick Strong walks away with this title. Very simple. Yeah. 
He's definitely, <coughs> well, Gilbert and Chastity, one thing, he's definitely a unique, unique character. Oh, yeah. It's kind of goofy, personally. You know, the hand in the pocket, it just makes wrestling look so fake and so corny. But the kids love him. All my kids' friends love him. So I guess he's for the kids. But I think Orange Cassidy is going to retain here because he's super over and super popular. So I think he's going to keep it. Should be <coughs> should be a good match. But All yeah, right. Orange Cassidy for the win over Roderick Strong. All right, I'm going Roderick. All right, here's the match I'm actually looking forward to the match. And I think this is the match that's going to be the best match on the card. Will Ospreay, now full-time with AEW. He's finished his obligations in Japan, so he's here full-time now at AEW. I guess Kunsei Takeshite, Takeshi, uh, Takeshita. Takeshita. Takeshita, pardon me. Uh, man, these these guys can move. I've seen them in New Japan. I've just seen them work. Um you know, it, 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 it's a it's a lot of acrobatics and it's a lot of high spots. But man, for two big guys, like these are probably the two of the bigger guys that they have on their roster size wise. Uh, but just their ability to move just the way they glide. And I mean, they just make it look so easy, man. Really, I'm excited for this one. I'm actually looking forward to this match. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I think Will's going to walk away with the victory just kind of coming in. Uh, ironically enough, he's a part of the Don Callis family as well. So it's kind of Callis family member versus Callis family member here. But, you know, just based on what I saw in Dynamite and just the kind of the interaction these guys all had together, um, I'm going to go with Will on this one. You? You said it best yourself. This is going to be a high-flying match, which is basically a gymnastics match. Um, it should be good. Like, these guys are both great talents. They both know how to work. They both actually sell. A lot of guys do the gymnast stuff. They don't really sell. Oh, yeah. They these guys character. sell. They just, but this, this should be a good match. But, um I think Takashi is going to win it just to give him a little bit of shine, get his name out there. Nobody knows who he is, unless you're a hardcore wrestling fan, which most people aren't. Um, so I think they got to give it to Takashita. More people know Will Ospreay. Get Takashita for the win. Should be a great match. Either way, both guys are going to win because they're both going to put on a great show. So I don't see it. It really doesn't matter who wins this match, but I'm going to say Takashita is going to take it. But it should be in a really my, good match. Honestly, in my opinion, I think this is the match that's going to make or break the show. No. No, it's all about Sting, bro. No, no, no. I know it's about Sting, but even just match-wise, like I, you know, just I think this is going to be the best match of the night. Maybe. Um, FTR, Dax Harwood, Cash Wheeler against the Blackpool Combat Club, John Moxley and Claudio Casanogi, formerly known as Cesario. Um, you know what? These guys have been fighting every week on Dynamite for the last month. I really don't know what. To expect out of this match. Oh, that's a theater set yourself. They're fighting every week. I don't know why are they putting on a pay-per-view. You should save the pay-per-view matches, the big ones. They feel more special. You don't see them every week. They fall once or twice, but it's every week. I don't know. Mac, I like Cesaro, how he works. I like his strong style. He's an amazing athlete, but he's like Lance Storm. He's a boring, boring character. He's never going to be over. He just knows how to wrestle well. He's lucky because uh, he's, he's got no personality. He's like watching paint dry. Besides his in-ring work, outside of the ring, he's, he's dull. Who you pick? Um, this, is, this should be a good match. I don't know but who's going to win this one. I could go either way. I'm thinking that FTR is going to take it, but uh, this probably might be the best match, I think. You think so? I think so. Okay. It's hard to say till we see it. Sting will have the most emotional story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know what? I'm I'm going to go the other way. I think John and, and Claudio will take it uh, through through treachery and some kind of deceit. Um, you know, we'll see where they go with that. But yeah. The last storm of, our, of the new generation is, is Claudio. Absolutely. All right, man. Everybody's waiting for this one. This is the main event of the night tornado tag team match for the AEW tag team titles. 
Sting, Darby Allen versus the Young Bucks, man. Obviously, I think the Bucks obviously win just because Sting's out the door. Um, but you could probably throw the swerve and have him win. I don't know what that would look like, but it would just complicate things. But I guess the whole focus is Sting's final match. Um, first off, is this Sting's final match? Yeah, he's in his 60s now. <clears throat> he's done. The thing is, in most cases, the old story would be the veterans lose. The guy who's retired loses. But this is not this is not regular wrestling. This is Tony Khan's world. People forget you have to study this guy. He's a geeky guy. He's one of the guys in the crowd that think the little guys are the heroes. That's the way he sees wrestling. He's turning it upside down. But not in this case. He's going to go different. He's going to let Sting and Darby Allen win. I think he wants to change it up. He he doesn't like the traditional wrestling, so he wants to always make it new. So I think he's going to get Sting and Darby Allen the win, and Sting will retire with the win. This will be his last match. You might see him managing, but he's not going to get in the ring anymore. He's in his early 60s. Well, they did. They, they did they There's no did need for him to do that. that. Well, they did reference it properly. This is last. Sting's last match in AW, not saying, you know, not closing the door on him, not being around completely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's a possibility. And then they can kind of build the story. Darby has to find a new I just partner. don't understand why they're putting Sting with three little guys, with Darby, you know, as his tag team. I don't understand that. I get it they're dark and stuff, but then you're well, putting him with the Young Bucks. I just don't Sting, get it. Sting has been with him since. No, I get it, but I just don't understand. There. But the Why Bucks are little guys, though, man. The Bucks are like 6'2", 6'3". Yeah, but they're, just, but they're, what, 120 pounds? Right? Yeah. They're tall, but they're slim. But so what I'm saying is, like, I don't understand this. As this final match, it doesn't feel like it's... The building is special. It's special because you're putting Ric Flair in there. But having him against Darby Allen, the Young Bucks, there's nothing. There's no story there. There's no real history there. You could even throw him against, like, even a Jericho or something like that. Would have made more sense to me. But I think Sting and Darby Allen are going to take the win. Well, here's how I look at it, man. Very simply, I think what we're going to get here is a lot of old school spots from Sting. We're going to get to the point where it looks like they're going to win. And I think this is where Flair plays a role. Uh, he's going to turn on Sting somehow Could and be. join up with the Bucks here. Um, I think the worst thing that I saw, and I love Flair. I love him to death. But man, please don't throw punches on live TV anymore. Like well, he's in his early 70s, so many injuries, right? Regardless, man. <laughs> the, way, the way I explain it is this way. It's because when, when I look at Ric Flair, and you and I are blessed enough to know what his career is, correct? Yeah. Whereas a lot of the young viewers, the people that kind of tune into AEW, do not know that Ric Flair or don't have that appreciation for what he's accomplished. They just see this old man in the ring. I don't want people of this generation to have that image of him. Do you know what I mean? That doesn't bother me because he still dresses cool. He still looks cool. He's just yeah. an old man, so he throws punches at an old man. He shouldn't throw any punches anymore. That's all I'm saying. Stop. He will it. be throwing them, dude. I know. That's fair for he's got too big of a knee. He's just going to keep doing it. I get it. I get it. I get it completely. That's just my opinion on it. We forgot one match, though. Yeah. And this, this was added at the last minute. It's called the All-Star Scramble Match. Winner receives a future AEW Championship match. Chris Jericho versus Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Versus Lance Archer versus uh Hook, Brian Cage, Angus, and Dante Martin. Yeah, there you go. So one of these guys is gonna walk out of this match with with you know as number one contender. You got some big guys in there though, man. I mean, yep. um Wardlow's big, powerhouse Hobbs is big, Lance Archer's big. I I look at this, I don't know. This is a free for all. Who can win? I got to. 
think Wardlow's going to win just because he had that crazy promo a couple weeks ago. But who knows? Is any one of these guys going? I was thinking about Wardlow too, but Wardlow's pre- Wardlow's promos are so directed to MJF. Like it almost feels like okay, if you put it on him, but that's then... the thing though. He needs to win to elevate him to get to that next level to fight MJF. So why not let him have this? Start well, building him up even more and more. Who knows though with Tony Khan? Well, you know what? I think, I think right now, if if you had to ask me who's going to win this one, I'd have to pick between Jericho and Wardlow myself. I'm going with Wardlow, but who yeah, okay. Knows? Well, I'll go with Wardlow too because my should be an all right. Should be an all right match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, brother man. Well, you know what? That was. Well, we uh... got to talk about Sting's career here. This is the whole reason we're doing this show, right? We got to throw this in. I've been hearing a lot of um, a lot of people calling into the radio, and they're they're comparing Sting to Triple H. And the only difference is Sting didn't marry Steph, but their careers are, you know, Triple H, a WWE guy. Let's take out the, the management side of Triple H. He's a WWE guy. Sting's a WCW guy. It's similar size, similar builds, similar popularity. They were never were the number one guys all the time. But they were almost there. The Sting is always behind Flair and Hogan, and Triple H is always behind Rock, Austin, and Michaels, and all those guys. They were never were the quite top guys, but they were WCW got Sting, WWE has Triple H. That's why they had that match. People said that match didn't make sense, but you have to look at why that match happened. And um, you know, Sting is definitely uh, he's definitely one of the most iconic WCW guys ever. Top, you know, three or four, I guess. And uh, this is his last match. This is a big deal. This whole show is about this match. It's going to be the longest. Longest time allowed for the match. It's all about the story. They're going to build it up, hype it up, because this is it. It's an iconic Coliseum where he fought Flair. They had a classic match. People go YouTube that. And uh, this is it for him. <laughs> he's had a great career. You know, he's, he's going down as an all-time legend. Yeah, well, I mean... It's just too bad he didn't do more in WWE. He wasted a lot of time in TNA where he should have been in WWE, but... Eagles, at least man. he was around. Egos, right? I mean, if you think about it, yeah, okay, Triple H did have his time in WCW, but it was minimal. But if, I mean... Oh, he was nobody there. Right, right. But what I'm saying is, if you think about it, those are the two guys that were the bread and butter for each company. If you think about it, a lot of the guys jumped around, right? I mean, for the most part. Well, they, the time, I don't know if they're the bread and the butter, but they're the most long stays. Well, there that's the thing. They're, they're the most constant thing for each company, right? And I mean, outside of Goldberg, you would have to say Sting is probably the best thing they ever created out of WCW. I don't know, no, 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 no. The number one thing they ever created was NWO, man. That, that was the hardest. No, 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 no. Character as as an individual well, character. Hollywood Hogan. As an individual character, like Homebred. Yeah, Hollywood Hogan. This, yeah, but Hogan. Hogan came me. from Hogan came from WWE. But, I'm talking but not about Hollywood, a, though. I'm talking about a guy that just stayed in one company his whole career. No, I know what I'm saying. You know, Sting, Flair, Goldberg, and Hollywood Hogan. Those are the four most iconic characters they ever had in their company. And you know, Bischoff helped create that Hollywood character. It's supposed to be a completely separate character from the red and yellow, right? Even though I know what you're saying. But they didn't create much. But yeah, those are the few guys they did create were some pretty hot stars. Sting, Sting had an amazing career. He started oh, off, yeah. a lot of people don't know this, that his career started with the Warrior, the Ultimate Warrior. Yep. He Runners. I tell you right now, I always like Blonde Sting better than the Dark character. I don't think the Dark character suits him because we know how nice of a guy he is. We know he's a good Christian guy. So this dark gimmick, I never really cared for it. I like the blonde surfer sting, the bodybuilder guy. That's who he really is. The but good do guy. Think, do you think, but he'd have to evolve himself eventually at some point, right? I mean, he couldn't have been surfer sting forever. I think he'd have been lost if he had stayed that character. Some guess, guys do. I, yeah. I know, but but it doesn't work for most, right? And I don't think it would have worked for him either, just based on the way WCW operates, right? I mean... You know, I didn't like one... that. I just didn't like the crow gimmick. I just I don't know. It didn't feel like feel right to me. I'm not saying he didn't he didn't have some great matches as the crow guy. Yeah. But I that's me. I just I when I think of Sting, I think of Blonde Sting. I I appreciate that completely, and I like Blonde Stings too. But I understand the whole concept of the crow gimmick. I mean, 
at the time when the NWO was running Rampshot, you know, no one trusted Sting and Sting got pissed off and he left and he became dark. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's the whole basis of it. But you know what? You but know, he's too nice of a guy to be dark, so you don't feel like you feel it from like the Undertaker and these other guys with a little bit of a mean streak. He's yeah. such a nice guy that for me it was hard. hard he to was take. a dark nice guy though. Even when he was dark, he was nice. <laughs> right? Like he was a nice dark guy. Um, if you had to meet a dark guy in the alley, that'd be the guy you'd want to probably run across, not the Undertaker or someone like that. But yeah, yeah. No, when you think of WCW, you think Sting, Flair, Hogan, Goldberg, yeah. you know Booker T, you know, guys had, like that. He's had a storied career. He's had a lot of great matches. Yeah, time wasted in uh, TNA should have come over, but I think a lot of that had to do with ego and pride. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know, so so that you know, I think the lesson to be learned here is you got to overcome that yourself and and not fall victim to your own ego and pride because that will take away a lot of opportunities. Not to say that, you know, him going to WC or WWE earlier in his career would would have, you know, done much, much more for him. Um, but that being said, he never gave himself the opportunity to become bigger than life. You know what I mean? I think if he just put his ego aside and went there when he should have gone there, um, he'd be sitting pretty. He'd be sitting so much prettier than he probably is right now. Not to say yeah. that he's not, but I, I guarantee, you know, just, I think that's just a lesson for all of us to learn. Sometimes you got to put things aside in order to, to evolve. Right. And that's just, that's just human nature, bro. That's all of us. Yeah. Like I said, I, I always think of Sting and Triple H of the similar careers, you know, but Triple H is smarter business wise. He made a couple business moves. Now look what he's doing. Sting didn't make those same business decisions. He didn't marry staff. He didn't go over. So now what happens is retired. And he's just a retired legend. Triple H knew if I can get into power. I'm set, and he did. And that's people hate on him for it on the internet, but I think it's smart. Ah, people can hate because they're not there, right? So, I mean, at the end of the look, we we disagree a lot on on different things, and we we just we agree on a lot of things. And and you know, within these careers, and you look at the path and trajectories that these guys are taking. I mean, at the end of the day, they're making the choices that are best for them and their you know their career. Uh, it may not be popular with us, but it makes sense, right? And in the hindsight, you look at where Triple H is now, you're right. I mean, he made the right choices. He did the right things. Marrying Steph was the smartest thing he's ever did in his life. Because if without marrying Steph, he'd be just another retired legend. And yeah. uh, it was smart that he did that. And uh, I got to give credit to Vince because people were saying before he sold, he's giving it to Steph and just Triple H. So the guy's not giving Triple H and Steph his company. It will not happen, guys. He's, Triple H doesn't deserve it. He didn't build it. He just worked for him. He helped, he helped it along, but he didn't deserve to have it. And he didn't get it. There you go. All right, brother man. I tell you what, I think we cut it in the bag. Here we go. Yeah, we got Show. Uh, we will kind of come back and yeah. take a look at it this uh, Tuesday, give you you know the results and let you guys all know what it's this, all about. This is all this baby's all about sting. It's all about his retirement. They're gonna which is good, he deserves it. So I'm looking forward to seeing him out there. He'll have he'll have a few big moments still. He's still got a little bit of gas left in the tank. Yeah, no, I know. I'm sure we'll see the Stinger Splash. And I, you know, if I'm writing this match the way I'm looking at it right now, you're going to get to see Sting. He's going to get one of the bucks in the Scorpion Deathlock. And then Flair's going to come and do something. And, and Sting's going to do a high spot. He's going to jump off the rope to a table or do something. He's going to make a memorable moment. Yeah, yeah. It should be a good, should be good all the way around, man. So, uh, yeah, this Sunday, Greensboro Coliseum, uh, rare Sunday pay per view. We don't see much of those anymore. Uh, so it's kind of nice. It should be a fun evening for everybody. All right, Mr. Michaels, I tell you what, man, I hope you enjoy the show. I hope you enjoy watching it. Uh, I'm going to try my best to do. So on that note, brother man, uh, have an amazing rest of your weekend. I'm Bobby Sampson.
He's Chance Michaels. And the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. So, guys, you're probably already into the weekend. So, like I said, on Thursday, I guess, uh, yeah. Guys, just play safe. Be good to each other. If you're going to drink and do your thing, do your thing, man. But just get away home and be safe. We want you back here for Tuesday. On that note, in the words of Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Snap and Chats.